The old man in the oriental-looking robe was being moved on by the police, and it was this that attracted to him and the parcel under his arm the attention of Mr. Sladen, whose livelihood was earned in the emporium of Messrs. Mergen and Chater, that is to say, in their establishment. Mr. Sladen had the reputation of being the silliest young man in business, a touch of romance, a mere suggestion of it would send his eyes gazing away as though the walls of the emporium were of gossamer and London itself a myth, instead of attending to customers. Merely the fact that the dirty piece of paper that wrapped the old man's parcel was covered with Arabic writing was enough to give Mr. Sladen the idea of romance, and he followed until the little crowd fell off and the stranger stopped by the curb and unwrapped his parcel and prepared to sell the thing that was inside it was a little window in old wood with small panes set in lead. It was not much more than a foot in breadth and was under two feet long. Mr. Sladen had never before seen a window sold in the street, so he asked the price of it. "'Its price is all you possess,' said the old man. "'Where did you get it?' said Mr. Sladen, for it was a strange window." I gave all that I possessed for it in the streets of Baghdad. Did you possess much? said Mr. Sladen. I had all that I wanted, he said, except this window. Must be a good window, said the young man. It is a magical window, said the old one. I have only ten shillings on me, but I have fifteen and six at home. The old man thought for a while. Then twenty-five and sixpence is the price of the window, he said. It was only when the bargain was completed and the ten shilling paid, and the strange old man was coming for his fifteen and six, and to fit the magical window into his only room that it occurred to Mr. Sladen's mind that he did not want a window, and they were at the door of the house in which he rented a room, and it seemed too late to explain. The stranger demanded privacy while he fitted up the window, so Mr. Sladen remained outside the door at the top of a little flight of creaky stairs. He heard no sound of hammering, and presently the strange old man came out with his faded yellow robe and his great beard and his eyes on far-off places. "'It is finished,' he said, and he and the young man parted and whether he remained a spot of color and anachronism in London, or whether he ever came again to Baghdad, and what dark hands kept on the circulation of his twenty-five and six, Mr. Sladen never knew. Mr. Sladen entered the bare-boarded room in which he slept, and spent all his indoor hours between closing time and the hour which Messrs. Mergen and Chater commenced. To the penates of so dingy a room, his neat frock coat must have been a continual wonder. Mr. Sladen took it off and folded it carefully, and there was the old man's window, rather high up in the wall. There had been no window on that wall hitherto, nor any ornament at all but a small cupboard. So when Mr. Sladen had put his frock coat safely away, he glanced through his new window. It was where his cupboard had been in which he kept his tea things. They were all standing on the table now. When Mr. Sladen glanced through his new window, it was late in a summer's evening. The butterflies some while ago would have closed their wings, though the bats would scarcely yet be drifting abroad. But this was in London, 
The shops were shut and street lamps not yet lighted. Mr. Sladen rubbed his eyes, then rubbed the window, and still he saw a sky of blazing blue, far, far down beneath him, so that no sound came up from it or smoke of chimneys. A medieval city set with towers, round roofs and cobbled streets, and then white walls and buttresses, and beyond them bright green fields and tiny streams. On the towers archers lolled, and along the walls were pikemen, and now and then a wagon went down some old world street and lumbered through the gateway and out to the country. Now and then a wagon drew up to the city from the midst that was rolling with evening over the fields. Sometimes folks put their heads out of lattice windows. Sometimes some idle troubadour seemed to sing, and nobody hurried or troubled about anything. Airy and dizzy though the distance was.